you're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Tonight's episode, we went to see two movies. What movie did you go see, John? I went to go see Thanatophobes. Thanatophobes. The beautiful story about a girl whose body is decomposing. Wonderful. What did you see, Keith? I saw The Battery, which is a sort of almost a buddy comedy that heads to a really dark place uh, in a buddy comedy in a world infested well, by zombies. Oh, well, that sounds all right. Yeah, well, we'll get there. All right. <laughs> it gets pretty dark. Huh. So, so tell me about Thanatomorphose. The only thing I know about it is that picture that's open on the Fantasia booklet, which quite looks like a woman that's rotting. Well, that's um, that's the movie. I mean, um, I really I want to find a way to say a lot more about it. I'm sure we'll we'll get there. Okay. But when when you sit down just and and want to think about what is the experience of this film? Okay. What it is is sitting down in front of an obsidian wall. And that wall is a kilometer high and a kilometer wide on either side. And okay. it's looming over you. And that looming is this woman's body. And she's naked through probably 80 or 90% of the scenes in the film. Okay. Like, full frontal. They, they don't, like, gussy it up or anything. They're just, like, she just happens to have her clothes off in most of the scenes. Okay. And yeah. she's decomposing. In an absolutely not all right way? Well, you know, at, at first you're like, hey, that's a very attractive naked girl on the screen. But they don't, like dwell on her nudity so it's not really like a part of the film it doesn't like aggressively go into it and then you realize the reason that they're doing this and the reason that you're so comfortable with it is that the graphics not graphics I should say the makeup effects because it's all makeup are without a doubt some of the best I've ever seen okay her body decomposes while she's alive in excruciating detail for 90 minutes okay that's the film all right so there's like, there's, <laughs> is there a plot? Yeah, is, 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 is sort of a plot. And I, I, we, we can we can talk about that in a little more detail later. Well, no, but I'm just saying. So like yeah. a, like a little. I go. So you're saying that that you're giving a, a good enough overall representation yes. of the okay. movie, saying you watch a woman decompose for 90 minutes. Yeah. Credits. You know that's that's not far from the truth. So <laughs> right. there is a teeny bit of setup. Okay, it's a girl living in Montreal. She's an artist. She's really like lost her passion for her art. She's seeing this guy who she isn't really into. He's not really into her. They're just seeing each other because whatever. Okay. Um, it's implied, I guess, that she likes drinking, but not. She doesn't. She's never like shown to the point that she's an alcoholic. Okay. She's just this like dark, lonely, somewhat lost kind of girl. And it doesn't explain it. And even um, in the Q&A afterwards, the uh, the director, Eric Falardou, was mm-hmm. there. And he said, like, explicitly, I wanted to have no reason for it. I really just, like, it's just happening. And then he talked for a while about how he researched in medical journals and talked to coroners and doctors about how to most accurately compose How the body would decompose? Full decom- decomposition. So the bits of her that start decomposing the worst, the first... Or what would happen on a corpse if you left it lying there? So it's like full. What do they call it? Necrosis. Yep. And then about halfway through, he was like, "I wanted to bring in the elements of how, as you die, or when a human being experiences death, they're often drawn to sex." 
okay. afterwards as part of a, like a, either a coping mechanism or whatever. Like it's very common for or people. Avoid, who, like avoidance and whatever. Yeah, and also like reaffirming your life. Right. So this rotting girl wants to have a lot of sex also. Cool. Yeah. And you get to see that, I imagine? Uh, yeah, yeah, that spoilers. happens. Oh, that's the ministry spoilers, I yeah. suppose. Well, yeah, there's details. I'll go into the details about the oh, sex later because it's great. Fun. So who would you recommend this film to? Like what is the, what is the audience have a film about? You know, I think the – okay – you might have heard of the movie Salo. Or 120 Days of Sodom. That's the one. So <laughs> I would recommend it to people who enjoyed Salo. Or if you if you enjoy being aggressively challenged, like you're not just sitting down to be challenged like a tough movie or an art movie. You're sitting down to like have a, a grueling experience of watching things that are horrific. Then I would recommend this film to you. Okay. Do you remember seeing um, last year at Fantasia, we saw Low Life? Yes. So th- this is much harder to watch than Low Life. Much. Wow. Because Low Life was pretty rough. Low it, like, yes. like the, the weird pacing and then the weird people this getting sucked This was weird pacing the and this and... was a graphic, brutal experience. Crazy. So, uh, good? I can't really tell from how you're saying this. Was this, in, was this... Yeah. Yeah. I, it, was, it was a graphic, brutal experience. I kind <laughs> of enjoy that, so that's all right. But I wouldn't like heartily recommend this to, to most people. If you were like really into a girl, would this be a date movie? Only if she's into necrophilia or some <laughs> other wonderful kink. But we're spending way too much time on this. Keith, tell me you have something fun to say about your movie. The Battery? Okay, yeah. The Battery, uh, I believe, is written, directed, and starring Jeremy Gardner. Okay. Um, it's a film. It starts off uh, just – it starts off right in the thick of things where you just see, like, a guy – the opening, the opening thick scene. Thick of things. Zombies. Thick of things. Zombies. Right. But it's weird. It, it's the only, the only time they say the word zombie is – almost towards the end of the movie I'll get to that a little bit in sure, spoilers sure. but it's just sort of like you see a guy fiddling with his Walkman this is the opening scene and he's trying to listen to his music then you just hear gunshots and then one of the, the other guy just comes running out of the house and a couple of zombies chase him and they blow up them away and then the film starts Right. so th- it's these two guys who are just like roaming the zombie filled countryside um, like I said that's why it's sort of a buddy comedy like it's a dark comedy there's a lot of like a lot of the interactions and stuff. I really tried to remember a couple of the funny lines and I had a hard time doing it. But it was it. funny. But like there's a lot of times where you're like laughing, especially like, the first half of the film is predominantly funny. Right. Um and then it takes a uh, it takes a weird, not say weird, but like it takes a dark turn. Okay. I mean as as a lot of zombie films will, but sure, this sure. this I think more so than any zombie film I've seen in a really long time has like next to nothing to do with the zombies. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll, oh, often, no, like, that's I'm what great. It's, like, it's, it's just about. like, it's and it should be about like the human yeah. stuff. But I mean, but in this way, it's like there's only for the most part there's only the two of them. Um, for the vast majority of the film, there's like a couple people who show up for maybe about ten minutes yeah. of like a uh, like a little random altercation. But for the most part, it's an hour and forty minutes of just two guys in a world surrounded by zombies. So it's very like isolationist, except sure. that they're out in the open the whole entire time. I would recommend this. Heavily to, if we were drawing comparisons to other movies, um, the dynamic between the two guys was a, l- a lot like Resolution. I was just going to bring that up. And yeah. say, this is what it sounds like, a buddy mo- buddy movie in a time of crisis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Buddy movie in a time of crisis. And uh, lo- even like in, the, in that same way, too, where it's like the characters seem to be handling the zombies very, very differently. Like one of the guys, uh, the guy you see in the trailer with the beard, has like sort of just embraced it being like this is life now right. and the other guy is um, very like just like really doesn't want to have to deal with even killing zombies or anything else the other thing that I will say is the soundtrack I don't know anybody on the soundtrack but the soundtrack was like amazing 
like every song, genre to genre, huh. flipped around, super, super good. And in fact, um, plays a bit of a role because throughout the film, this is a very, very minor spoiler, so if you get mad at me, I don't really care. Uh-huh. Throughout the film, the set of headphones, like attached to a discman, is like basically their only like their only means of escape. So like music kind of plays a role when they're like, I'm fucking having enough with this shit and this fucking whatever, and they put on the headphones and then like whatever, Eey, they get to go away and they get to like yeah. listen to music and it's like, but there's all sorts of genres and whatever. It's all like a bunch of like indie artists and stuff. I took a look at the uh, the, the credits sure, and sure. saw like, and I was like, I actually intend to like go back and like check the credits for the songs and see if there's like a soundtrack for this, or whatever. Really. Good, like there's some like folk stuff. There's some like electronic stuff. Sounds there's good. Just all over the way. Glowing. Super, super great. Like yep. basically hipster buddy zombie movie, and super fun. I highly recommend it. Anybody yep. who's into zombies, and yep. even if you're just into kind of like a quirky little indie film, and don't mind that it's about zombies. Can, like, can it survive in the face of somebody who doesn't give a shit about seeing zombie movies? Absolutely. Like yeah. absolutely. Like it. It literally could be. Um, like, if you wanted to just, like, change... Like, it happens to be about zombies, which right. I think this is, like, one of the great examples of Fantasia overall as a film festival of, yeah. like, the movie clearly got into the festival because it had zombies in it, but, like, could easily transcend the festival because it's not just a zombie movie. Like, right. it's, uh... Like, you could t- you could bring it and show it to anybody who kind of wants to watch a movie about two guys going through some shit. Huh. Like a little, like, resolution. Sounds great. So I, uh, I have a few things I want to say about the battery that includes spoilers, and I'm yeah. sure you really want to talk about those uh, sex scenes. In I do. Thanatomorphos. So are we going to move on to spoilers? We sure are. These are the spoilers. And now spoilers. That's right. So tell me about uh, decomposing, oh, decomposing man. lady getting her well, fuck on. Here's the, okay. So like, God, man, this whole movie. <laughs> so there's like really 20 minutes, 24. Maybe maybe it was longer, and I was I'm, mis, I'm misremembering this, but it really felt like there was like 20 or 30 minutes of actual exposition at the start, where you set up the characters, you set up her. Okay. Then she does a half hour of decomposing, where she goes from having bruises on her body to having like gigantic black splotches to having her like blood pooling and stuff like. yeah exactly like her fingers start uh, all the fingernails start falling off what's she what's she doing when this is happening like sitting her... in her apartment wandering around sometimes trying to do art I did an art Mo- like either naked or in like very skimpy panties and a, and a tight t-shirt okay and is um, she aware of it like or does she like react to it or not she even? doesn't go to anybody for help she actually just like hides herself in her apartment and doesn't go out and see any, anybody. And then okay. all of the people who come to her visit her in the apartment. So like the whole thing is shot in the apartment. Okay. The um, uh, she shits herself and pees herself graphically while walking around because she loses control over her her muscles. Um, after that, and after her whole body is essentially like a greeny black crackling skin messed up thing whatever she has the boyfriend right and this other guy who was introduced earlier is like I don't know why you're still like when when she was normal he was like I don't know why you're still with your boyfriend you know like you should get with somebody who actually cares about you like me and you know it set that up to be like a like a thing so he shows up and he's like oh my god what's going on with you and she's like I just want to blow you and then she blows him and he's like I guess a blowjob's a blowjob. A blowjob's a blowjob, but like he puts his hand on her head and his fingers sink into her skull because she had previously broken her skull by like falling backwards while her one of her like onto the ground, and then he's like, "Ugh!" And he's like freaked out by it, and then he runs out of the apartment, and like. But he was up. He was cool with it until then. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blowjob's a blowjob. So, exactly. 
but then and then you, like you you go on and you you're like in an hour of watching this go on you're like man how how are they going to resolve this and her skin just falls off her body and then she's dead that's the end like faint faint like <laughs> And the last, the last half hour, she's like screeching intermittently, mingled with the like sl- sounds of flesh ripping off of her body, and just like it's so slow, yeah, and yeah. it like agonizes over every minute of this thing. And if you're getting bored listening to me talk, like imagine, <laughs> imagine watching, watching it for, it for an, an hour, hour and a half. And a half. <laughs> so, like, there was a part of you that can like get into watching this, as it's just like it's so graphic, and it's like you're you're just. It's like an experience, but man, why would you go to be entertained by this? It's so tough. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, spo- yeah. spoilers for the battery. Oh, yeah. You want to take, that, talk up, about take that. that up a little bit? Uh, pick it up like I said, I mean, as you heard at the beginning of the podcast, highly recommend watching this, and you should too, since yeah. you haven't watched it yet. There, there's the, the core of the storyline, and then you don't really find out, first of all, until about halfway in the movie, is that these guys weren't even really friends. At the beginning, they just got like mashed well, together. By they the were they were both on the same baseball team. Uh, one was a catcher, and one was like a relief pitcher. And he's like, "I was the relief pitcher. He was the starting catcher. Like he had nothing to say to me. Uh, if I was the starting pitcher, maybe, maybe. we would have yeah. had a relationship." But he's like, "I just sat in the bullpen most games. Like I don't know this guy except for the fact that when it, when shit went down, we were like traveling with the team." Yeah. And then they um, they always talk about like how shitty um, the situation was in Pittsburgh because it was when Pittsburgh went right happened. They got stuck in this house for three months. Right, and so that's why they always stay on the move. Like they're just continually moving because they're like, we'll just never settle down and we'll never get fucked. Like, yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. And there's all these like funny things. Like one of the characters, uh, Mickey, who's the pitcher, and uh, Ben, I believe, was the catcher. <laughs> pitcher and catcher. Uh, the, was that a gay thing? Yeah. Oh, gay jokes. Oof. Okay. Oh, anyway. Um, Mickey, the pitcher, like, yeah. really doesn't want to kill the zombies and stuff. So it's, like, at a certain point, like, they even, like, do, like, pranks or whatever, like, to get him to try to kill the zombie. Like, <laughs> Ben, like, ties up a zombie and, like, pulls him thing. And then just, like, while Mickey's sleeping, just, like, kicks a zombie in his room. Is like, the bat's in there, kill it. And then just, like, locks the door <laughs> and, like, holds the door shut. And you're, like, simultaneously as a viewer, you're, like, hee-hee. But you're, like, oh, shit, Mickey might die. But you th- know? these are also clearly not like super dangerous zombies. They're, they're, they're a little they're bit dangerous enough. If you get yeah. bit, you're dead. Okay. You're dead as fuck. Yeah. Like they're like there's a couple there's a couple scenes or whatever, but they are like the shambling zombies. Like killing one in a one on one situation with a bat appears to not be that difficult. Right. But like considering <laughs> that you've never killed anyone, whatever. Like you're like if this fucks up, you're still gonna. But at that point in the story, I assume they're like experienced zombie hunters. Yeah, but he, this guy's never killed a zombie. Right. Mickey has never killed a zombie, so his buddy like, fought them off. Sort of. He just kind of like they're, because they always stay moving. Like the the Ben guy just sort of takes care of the zombies. Right. I feel like his name better be Ben. Anyhow, <laughs> so um, so this keeps going on and on and on, and then they hear uh, a few. They get a little bit of a like they pick up some radio talk. Mm-hmm. From people at the, this place called like the Orchard, and they're like, "We want, we should go there because there's fucking people, and they seem they're having some normalcy." And they're like, "Stay off this channel, don't come. We'll fucking make your life a living hell if you come." So they're uh-huh. like, "Okay, yeah. all right." And they're like, "You are not fucking welcome here." So they're like, "Fine." 
we won't do it. And then they have like a bunch of like little buddy conversations and they make like a lot of like weird, funny conversations happen between the two of them. Hmm. Uh, like, cause he's like, you think that because you heard a girl's voice, she's hot. Like, <laughs> like realistically, the women that have survived this are probably more functional than hot. Like, they're like, can't it be both? they're like, we're two athletes. They're like, exactly. In your head, she's like kind of fit and she has like a scar on her face to show that she's rough, but she's still attractive. <laughs> you know, it's like, it doesn't wreck any of her features and right. stuff. And he's like, no, I'm not. And like they're just like constantly ragging on each other, which is I think very like very fun, very authentic. And sure. through like, I don't want I'm not gonna get into the whole entire thing. Through a series of events, they sort of run into these people. These people sort of fuck them over instantaneously. Uh-huh. And th- at about the I'd say the sixty minute mark, with forty minutes left, uh they throw the keys into the field of the car and then just leave them there. And then they're like, okay, well, as it gets, it's getting darker and darker, and yeah. they can't find the keys in the field. And then the they just go into the car. Yeah. And they're like, we'll just get it tomorrow morning. And then they're surrounded by zombies. And then they're surrounded by zombies. So, like, the last, like, 40 minutes of the film are these two guys, maybe like half an hour, let's say, two guys in a car. Holy shit, that sucks. Surrounded by the zombies. And at a certain point, they're like, fucking, like, just... They they put tape blankets around the windows because like at least we don't have to see them like we're gonna hear them yeah and like and then they're they're doing all the stuff like they have a couple like tins of peas and tins of tuna and stuff like that and they're like pouring the water into the jugs to drink the tuna water later because yeah fucking all you got yeah exactly they're like that's gonna be gross and they're like well yeah but when we get there we'll have something like we have water but when we run out of water we'll drink the tuna water yeah pea water like brutal yeah super brutal and it's just like super like that just keeps going and going and going until finally they're like they're like let's try hot wiring the car and they're like we've fucking tried like 20 times we don't know how to hot wire a car like (laughs) yeah this is just we don't have these skills seriously so now you're just like the 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 huge spoilers i guess is uh mickey is like i'm gonna make a run for it i'm gonna try to come back with the keys so so he like he pops out of the sunroof and makes the route and then there's like a single shot for what feels like ten minutes, might only be like three or four, but it's just a single shot of the other guy just like pensive in the car. And first of all, this is the guy who's usually the survivor, and it looked kind of cool and badass. Yeah. Suddenly, like the first time he's alone in the entire film, suddenly looks like really, really scared, like uh-huh. really, really sad. He's been shot in the legs. So oh, that's why he sounds can't, great. He can't do it, and he's yeah. just sort of like starts like fiddling with stuff, like. Starts, you know, like like smokes a cigarette. Like it's like an entire single single shot of him smoking a whole cigarette. Like that's like a few minutes and whatever. Like ashing, just like fiddling with other stuff. Like checks his gun. Like you're just like fucking watching this guy. And like, and he even says when the guy goes, like, if you can't get the keys, just keep going. (sighs) So you don't even know the guy's like, am I waiting here to die or am I waiting for my friend to come back? Like, and he like looks and can't see anything. And he's like, this sounds great. Yeah, like that whole shot is like so, and you're just like antsy for him you're like oh fuck I don't even know if this guy's about to die and yeah. then uh, Mickey comes back and you're like do you have the keys and he's like no and he's like what's wrong with your hand he's been bit and he's been bit and then he's like no no like you can't do this whatever else like that and he's like you I have to like we're we're in a fucking car <laughs> like there's nowhere for me to fucking go other than into zombies and he's like no and then he fucking blows his only friend in the world away Oh my god! And then he's just sitting there, and you just see him like sitting there, and there's like the blood splatter on the wall, and there's like this really long shot of him just like sitting there, being like, "Well, well I just killed my only friend in the fucking world." So, and then how it ends is, uh, it's super, super like I said, it's really dark. How it ends is he's just like he's like you know how we got like he's like 
he, he sounds like a voiceover, and yeah. then you realize he's talking into the CB. He's like, you know how we got out of the like the the place in Pittsburgh? He's like, it was super stupid. He's like, we opened up the front door, and as the zombies all started pouring in, we just like ran out the back. And he's like, I- I'm in a car, and I mean, it's a lot smaller. It might not work, but like, it might work. He's like, if it doesn't, I have like a bullet to put in my brain. And then like it cuts, and you see him holding his CB, and he's like, and if it does. I'm gonna put one in your brain, <laughs> like, because he's like on the CB to like yeah, the people, talking to like the talking to the people, because he's like basically his only fucking purpose now in life is to like. Can you imagine having to avenge fucking the people that made you kill your best friend? Well, your, not as you're your best friend. Like, that right there is some motivation. Your your like, only friend. Your only friend. Yeah. Like like that. That's like a great line of dialogue, and the thing is just sort of like, well, what about like Ben? Like you have like Ben or whatever else like that, yeah. and he was just sort of like. Yeah, he's like, I don't even know if he's my friend, and like, then they say it, like the, the girl, like on the, over the walkie-talkie, like the girl and Mickey kind of have this conversation. He's like, yeah. uh, sounds like he's your only friend. Like, he's fucking all you got. Like, fucking really, really good. Very smart. Like I said, music, I'm gonna check this out. Sounds music wonderful. was music was really. I should have talked about the music in Thunder really Tone. Really good. It was just you violin. Time. Yeah. Violin. It was it was just just simple violin music. That was it. Exciting. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked about the movie. It was a violin. So, anyway, final word. If you want an extremely challenging experience up the line of Begotten or Eraserhead or Salo, then you should check out Thanatomorphos. Um, and, uh, local film, f- right, you said? Sorry? Local film? Oh, yeah, local. All Montreal yeah, yeah. people. Totally. Right. So, you know, support the Montreal scene uh, and have this wonderful, challenging experience. I see. Final word. And battery was awesome. Like I said, I spoiled the shit out of it. Yep. <laughs> but well. it's, al- it's already, I think it's already screened. Yeah, it's already screened. It's screened on Sunday. So if you haven't seen it, like, and you've listened to these spoilers, like, still watch it. Like, the performances are pretty good. And, Outstanding. And all that stuff. I'm Joe. Uh, yeah, well, what do we have next coming oh, up on yeah. next episode? You said OXV? OXV. OXV, the, the something. I forget what the fuck. OXV, the something. Yeah, the document or the book. Okay, well, John looks this up. I'm going to remind you to go to www.9to5.cc slash Fantasia for all our Fantasia coverage. Follow us on Twitter at 9to5cc. And, of course, follow all the tweets about the fest at hashtag FantasiaFest. John, you still haven't found this. I still haven't found it. I think we're just going to leave this at OXV. OXV something. I can't wait to talk about it. Sounds great. Yep. on Facebook and uh, also follow us on Twitter we're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter so uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays probably uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays we have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday a new podcast every week usually on Thursdays either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves and on Fridays we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott and uh, you know maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too you can only hope all right thanks 9to5.cc we're not working why should you thanks for listening